Question 16. Surely God could come up with another way than killing his son, he is God. Freedom is never free, it comes at a cost. God couldn't do it another way. If it was possible he would have come up with another plan when Yeshua asked him. The reason is, God told Adam if he rebelled against his word Adam would die. Adam and mankind did rebel against God and were doomed forever. So God needed to kill his word, sacrifice his word, so that those who accept the sacrifice would be saved by it. Just like an avalanche about to wipe out a village, and the only thing that can stop it, is another force of equally strength, another avalanche. Those who move to the safety of the second avalanche will be protected, those who ignore the sound of the first will be consumed by it. Similarly, remember how the people rebelled against Moses and God. God sent snakes to bite them. Then people wanted to repent so God told Moses to make a snake, the same thing that bit them and put it on the stick. When they look on the snake on the stick they would be healed. Numbers 21. Yeshua said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3:14. The same word of God that Adam rebelled against, is the same word he received the consequences is the same word God took and sacrificed. So that those who repent and accept God's sacrifice of his word, his son, he will be acquitted of their sin and be reconciled. Question 17. What about those who haven't heard about Yeshua like in the Kalahari, do they automatically go to hell? Do you not understand that Yeshua did not come to condemn the world but that the world is already condemned? All have sinned and fallen short before God. Yeshua is the only antidote for sin, he is the gift God has given to free people from their sin. All they need to do is accept it. Now if people don't share the antidote with others, whose fault is it? If people reject receiving the antidote, whose fault is it? At the end of the day like Yeshua said, to much is given much is required. Luke 12:48. If you have the antidote and did not share it or if you had the antidote and rejected it, then on judgment day you will be more accountable than those in the Kalahari. Question 18. Aren't all religions the same? don't they all lead to God? No, all religions don't even claim to lead to God except for Christianity. Atheists claim oblivion after death. Buddhist and Hindu religions claim a person is reincarnated, and that they will eventually get absorbed into the cosmos, where they will no longer exist. Islam claims that only the best people who follow Islam get to heaven but God is not there, he is absent and not relational, and there will be virgins awaiting them. Only Christians claim to go to heaven where God is, where they will talk with God. Christians are not only with God in the future, but also with him right now on earth. Therefore, do all religions lead to God? Absolutely not, they don't even claim that. There is only one who claimed to lead to God now and for eternity, just like Yeshua said. John 14, 6. Question 19. Don't all religions have the same fundamentals of love? I heard someone once say, a rose is a rose, and a rose by any other name is still a rose. To which I responded, not if you are selling an artificial rose, and deceiving them that it is a rose. If it doesn't smell like a rose, 
feel like a rose, look like a rose, it is not a rose. The fundamentals of each religions are different, let's explore atheism, Buddhism, Islam and believers in Yeshua. The motivation of love is different therefore the actions will depend on this. For example, middle dot an atheist's love will be based on self-gratification in this life. We doubt the weak and strengthen the strong. Middle dot a Buddhist's primary purpose is to avoid suffering therefore their love will be based on this. For example, see how they treat someone who is deformed or the orphans or sick people. The best Buddhist will look like Buddha who spent much of his life avoiding suffering, including meditation as a means to escape life. Middle dot a Muslim's primary motive is that their good outweighs their bad by following the Quran which includes beating their wife if she doesn't obey Surah 434, men are the maintainers of women because Allah has made some of them to excel others and because they spend out of their property. The good women are therefore obedient, guarding the unseen as Allah has guarded. And as to those on whose part you fear desertion, admonish them and leave them alone in the sleeping places and beat them. Then if they obey you, do not seek a way against them. Surely Allah is high, great. To hate Christians, Surah 2, 190-192, and fight in the cause of Allah with those who fight with you, and do not exceed the limits, surely Allah does not love those who exceed the limits. And kill them wherever you find them and drive them out from where they drove you out and persecution is severer than slaughter, and do not fight with them at the sacred mosque in Mecca until they fight with you in it, but if they do fight you, then slay them. Such is the reward of the unbelievers. But if they desist, then surely Allah is forgiving, merciful. And fight with them until there is no persecution, and religion should be only for Allah, but if they desist, then there should be no hostility except against the oppressors. Even hating Christians and Jews is in the Quran Surah 514 and 551 and the list goes on. The best a Muslim can be is like Muhammad, who spent much of his life killing those who didn't listen to him, had sex with his nine-year-old wife, and didn't go to heaven when he died but went to a place of darkness. Middle daughter Christian's primary motive is to share the good news that God loves all and has sent his son to reconcile them to God. They know there is no other way but through Yeshua. While they do this, they sacrificially help those in need, defending the helpless and helping those who sometimes end up killing them. The best a Christian can be is like Yeshua, who gave his life freely to help people to God. Question 20 questions to ask non-Christian friends in return. 1. Where do humans come from and are you prepared to die for that answer? Believers in Yeshua. 2. If you weren't going to heaven after you die would you really want to know? Believers in Yeshua know where they are going and know the way. 3. If you were going to select a group of people to spend eternity with them, and once and they couldn't leave, how would you test them? I would never want people who will be with me for an eternity who will grow to despise me, best to filter them out now. I would see if they truly seek me with their whole heart, see if they want to recognize the error of their ways, acknowledge me before those who ridicule me and talk with me regularly. If they do this when they don't see me how much more when they do. 4. 
What are the chances that there is no creator who put life together 0-100%? If anything less than 100%, why the doubt? Believers in Yeshua trust God 100%, and believe in Him more than the person who is right next to them. 5. Did you make the air, molecules and the rules in which you live? Believers in Yeshua know that their Heavenly Father did it and even when they breathe, they say automatically His glorious name, Yah, the sound of breath. 6. Is there anyone who lived on earth greater than Yeshua of Nazareth, greater than His influence, so why do you ignore His words? Are you greater? 7. One day when stand before God what will you say to Him when He asks you why you have rejected His Son? A. Blame him for not showing himself physically to you? B. Blame him for not making it clearer by spelling it out in the Bible. C. Challenge him for his unfairness and suffering in this world because you are more righteous and know better. Or do you have a D. Response. Best to have one ready when you meet him.